to keep going. To find sort of this curiosity. Why have you found yourself in different beliefs, belief systems, institutions, schools, churches? Why have you found yourself either in these things or running away from these things? And only picking like one at a time to relate to. This is what society finds itself doing. Notice, finds itself doing, not this is what society programs, this is what society does. No, this is what society finds itself to do. Because in very early centuries of life, we had to survive. And it made a lot of sense to have like your one team, to have like your, you know, it's good to be tribal in certain aspects, but sometimes a tribe consists of more than one department, right? If you run a company, if you have even if it's just like your family and your friend groups. Sometimes a tribe will consist of more than one team. And we don't really like to think about that today, even. As much as we know it to be true, I, I don't know that we're comfortable thinking about it. Because even now you're sitting here going, yeah, but my real team is this. My real team is that. And these other people are just like, pretend fake. Just keep them around for whatever. But that's not necessarily true. And we'll get into that as well. Why is this not true? Well, we'll start with that. It's not true because you might go to a department of your team that is really, really cool in a way like everybody's pretty pretty special within this team right and it might consist of like exploring life it might consist of like philosophy the mystery of life understanding the way things are but this isn't going to be the team necessarily to go to when it comes to something like, it could be, but when it comes to something like help with finding a doctor, you may not know if you can trust them enough and you might have another person or team or department in your tribe of life that you trust, that know your medical history better, that can help you find a doctor and support you better in that area of life. For instance, or you might have a really cool team that is out for your best interest, but do not have the resource to help you survive, but are very much invested in wanting to see you be okay and wanting to check on you and things like this. This is kind of some, some starter points as we go along here, but you might have school friends. You might have friends in your neighborhood and you might have your family friends, which could be three different 
three different departments, three different teams within your tribe, but they you still consider them to be within your tribe, within your your life, within your team, within your network. Maybe it's a really big team with departments or a tribe with teams or however you want to explore this. Maybe it's kind of everything. Maybe it's all of it. And you recognize that you have a support system of teachers helping you with your education. You have a support system of family helping you to to kind of live day to day. You have your support system and everybody is interdependent in this way. You have your support system of resources. And so we understand this as we go about society and as we navigate. Your doctor is not going to be, say, necessarily the one you go to to explore the mystery of life. Especially if the doctor is somebody who has to obviously use logical thinking to help you medically to keep you and give you kind of the things that you need medically. They don't have time for mysteries and all that kind of stuff. They have to go in and give you the right medicine or go in and check on things, go in and give you the right kind of treatments or cures or give you the right advice even. But does that take away the love, for instance, of the mystery of life or the philosophy or anything like that? Does that take away, maybe you have a love of sports and your teacher is helping you to discover math and you're starting to learn why math can be helpful in your life and important in your life, but that teacher is not necessarily going to have that same appreciation for sports, for instance. If they're helping you to learn how to use math as a tool for life, like you're not necessarily going to hate on them for not liking sports, right? Or any sort of thing that you like in your, in your own nature. Because you will just go and gravitate towards the people who share your interest for sports or the people who share your interest for cooking or the people who share your interest for interior decorating. I don't care what it is. And we finally evolved from the survival mentality of you're either with us or against us. Now I know we have a lot of work to do in the political landscape of this and things are not perfect to say the least. But we actually find ourselves breaking away from groups as we grow. And sometimes that could mean that as you kind of grow and you want to learn other choices in life and maybe you just, you want to learn and feel your own freedom that you're not just going to believe something because you're told to believe it, you find yourself kind of breaking away from the church, for instance, or breaking away from school and what school tells you to do and how school teaches you want to learn a different way. You want to know that you can learn um, in your own learning style, in your own environment that is not school. In your own time, with plenty of sleep, as you need it, kind of a thing. And so in this way, you've broken away from school, you've broken away from church. Maybe later on, though, you've known some things to be true about the safety net and why society finds itself being loyal to some of these institutions because of some of the resources that they provide. We do not have replacements 
for the resources, the same old institutions that have been around. Like, we don't necessarily have replacements in our advanced, modern, new age era. This sort of futuristic, all this technology. We don't necessarily have a replacement if there are hurricanes and people lose their homes who is going to be the one what community is going to be the one what two institutions are going to be the one to shelter people and help provide depending on funding of course but help provide resources rebuilding and uh places to stay it's going to be the schools and the churches and it's not something that we'd like to especially if those of us are of a more rebellious kind of nature we hate it because it's almost like they're conspiring to be the almighty powerful it's almost as if they're conspiring to be the only ones allowed to fill a need. Other sort of religions that are not mainstream, other sort of insti- other sort of like educations are not going to have the same kind of funding as a school to shut down the elementary or high school to be a shelter or to provide resources with food and toilet paper for Families, communities, neighborhoods, and churches, there's not going to be enough funding in other places without the government intervening besides churches. And this is definitely something that, like, we really cannot stand if we're more of a rebellious kind of nature. And in some ways... It could really teach you to try to, like, really get creative on how you can help yourself. And that's not a bad thing to want to help yourself. And in fact, it is very admirable to not want to rely on something. But whether we like it or not, this has even helped people in the past who needed to immigrate to different countries for better lives and things because let's say your parents immigrated for instance or your family or somebody you know even the fact that like there's legal rights for education better living kind of conditions those things were enough to convince your family, friends, parents to immigrate, to migrate over. Even if these institutions are not perfect, even if you don't like or don't get out of any, anything out of school whatsoever, they were there convincing your parents, your friends, your neighbors to go to a better country. And I'm not even just talking about my country in particular. I'm saying any country that is has helped people to migrate. Any first world country that's helped people have better living conditions. It's these institutions, these pro, these even these government programs working together. And churches going over to other countries, kind of being sort of the ones to help to build them up, provide food and things like this. And so talking about this in a very, hopefully, tear liking a structural sort of level of a more sort of collective understanding of this. Going into my own sort of timeline, if you look back at past episodes, if you're curious about sort of the timing of this, my family and I being homeless, 
had this same sort of like epiphany that okay churches and schools are going to be the only way and literally the two institutions connected together to create a homeless program for families um a rebuilt elementary school churches to to fund and kind of allow this to happen to get people out of homelessness and provide housing which they have done and so we found ourselves doing what society finds itself doing is to kind of like as a form of gratitude to be honest as a form of of pure like gratitude going back into that because there's a lot of gaps otherwise it would have not been filled at all um we would have been in very unsafe living conditions etc and so we found ourselves in pure gratitude to to continue and to revisit in moving in our new housing churches and and to kind of like feel like we had to pick the one kind of like when when you have like this sort of depending on kind of the way that you believe relationships to be and the way that you believe even friendships to be you have this sort of hierarchical the one kind of belief right the best friend let's even take it to that level because relationships are very personal but you have like the best friend and you have to pick between like two classmates to be the best friend right there is no you know appreciating one for its knowledge and the other for its knowledge for for their knowledge and their knowledge right it's you have a couple classmates and and you have to pick like one to be your best friend one to be on your team like they both can't be on your team there's no way and so it's because of our survival nature that we've had for centuries where we've had to really see like it's 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 this trust thing right like who who is going to try to eat us versus who's going to be a companion and you know this is where we've bonded with like wolves and dogs and felines to say like okay which ones are going to try to eat us and which ones are going to befriend us and be a companion to us things that are not even human like creatures not even things but you know creatures and beings that are not even human things these bonds when i say things these bonds that are not even human in understanding that's so telepathic that's so earned in animalistic understanding that you can't necessarily You cannot necessarily know right offhand, but you know based on the way that that animal is treating you and things like this. And so, you know, imagine this society early on, we had no internet and we're being told like, school is the way, church is the way. And you may have had people go back and forth a little bit and maybe as books came about, people realized, you know, I don't necessarily have to go to church on Sundays. I could gravitate more towards the schools, you know, as, as kind of our minds wanted to advance and explore science and other things. But it was only between church and science. It was never the two working together. It was never, it was like you believe in God or you're atheist. There was never, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of talk of an in-between. You might find your different religion once in a while. You might find 
a Muslim once in a while. Maybe you are Muslim. And it might have been rare, if you remember what that was like for you back then. Um, might have been rare to be out in kind of a society, a mainstream sort of society. Maybe you were Jewish and you had to be really, really careful showing your face as to not get arrested, you know. All this kind of ridiculousness over, like, you have to pick our way. Things like this. And one of the things that I've found to my pleasant surprise that I'm happy to report on, actually, uh, is that, yes, you still have your judgmental fundamentalism churches, but you also have churches that are a lot more about, like, look, people are getting away from this hateful, let's hate on gays and let's hate on, you know, we need to just be loving and put the message out there that God loves everybody, that we should love everybody, that that I love everybody, regardless either way, whether or not people agree with me, things like this, right? And because of this... Um, it's made church going a little bit less threatening if you kind of go and you kind of explore the churches. Now you can do it online. You can definitely do it online and see. You, you kind of know based on like listening for a little bit which churches are hateful, which ones align with your values and which don't, that kind of thing. Um... And you go and you kind of see which ones you like and, and which people you click with, right? But one of the things that is found in a lot of this is the sort of uh, the losing yourself in this. And this happens even in, in schools and things like this. Where... You get out of college or you get out of high school or whatever and you're like, holy shit, like all I've ever known how to do is write papers and summarize books. I don't know how to actually do anything else that is going to be of value for somebody to pay me. I, I don't know how. What do I do? You know, I've been in school all my life. I guess I better stay in the system. Or the other thing that happens is like this is kind this has been like a cocoon. This isn't the real world this isn't reality and so I need to leave kind of like get out of the school system and learn some things that I was not taught in school and of course you have this with your church you have this whole thing where you gotta get away from it and learn that there are other other sort of religions other sort of things that you're not taught. And even going back to the best friend thing. If you think about it, you might have like a very special best friend who you would, it's the only one you would have a kid with. They're the only one you would raise a family with, right? They're the only one you would really live with in that sense, and, and willingly put up with, and put up with all the shit. But you still have other friends, right? And so even in class, or whatever, you might have, like, a friend that kind of understands a lot, and kind of maybe knows your family more, and they might be, like, more of a best friend. And then you have another person that has gotten to know and earn that same trust, and they're another best friend, or a friend that's not so much your best friend, but another friend. And so it's not realistic, for instance, to say you can only have one friend in general. And so if we think about this, imagine being told, like, I'm the only one who's allowed to be your friend. You're not allowed to have any other friends. You're not allowed to uh, literally share interest with anybody, talk with anybody. You're not allowed to do any kind of 
sort of uh, smiling at anybody, anything like that. And that, that would be like abuse right there. And so if we, if we look at this, what if school told everybody like you have to, and they did for a long time, like you have to go to college to be successful. But what if it kept going that way and people who did not necessarily have the kind of knack and enjoyment for college, but they were really skilled in other things, they couldn't even do anything. Like how far behind would we be? And then you see if the church was so controlling to where you're not allowed to explore any other spirituality, any other religion, any other anything. This would all be considered abusive, but society still finds themselves. It's like we've been freed from slavery and we find ourselves going back to the cage. Because we don't necessarily know what else we would do. And we don't know. And and these things, these institutions have actually done quite a lot of good in resources. And they've actually helped us to survive. They're the very foundations that has helped us survive. And so there is a sense of loyal gratitude. But again, there's a losing yourself. And there's many unhealthy, unhealthy side effects to doing this. Because within these institutions, there's a lot of like bribery to kind of keep you interested in going. Like it's kind of a, a sort of like dog treat mentality, literally, where there's refreshments. Or there's rewards or stickers or anything to kind of keep you... And, and so some of that, if you are a kid, or if you find that you're getting a sense of community out of a church, it's not necessarily some evil conspiracy, by the way. This isn't... And we like to think everything is, especially if we've been rebellious, especially if we've got away from all of this. We like to think that everything is a conspiracy. But you're only conspiring against yourself by limiting these tools and things. And by limiting to like one or two choices in life, you are conspiring against yourself. You're finding yourself doing that. And so what if you're doing yoga and meditation on a Saturday, relaxing and resting, spending time with family at home on a Sunday, and maybe on a Wednesday, you're going to uh, a church and kind of like, hanging out and doing a little bit of a kind of a group Bible study or whatever. And then on a Friday, you're going to kind of be an activist for equal rights for people, whatever that might mean for you. And that's where we now have the freedom to have multiple you could be like polyreligious or polyspiritual where you don't necessarily have to just pick one anymore. Polytheistic, where you understand God, where you understand Jesus speaking about the multiple people of God, the multiple, that, that this is within everyone. And things like this. And you kind of understand it in a way that is more of kind of a multi-thing. We don't have to live in this dog-eat-dog dog, kind of like you have to be loyal. And if you are in kind of that thing, that's the wrong thing. You have to be loyal 
and you have to show up every Sunday. And if you find yourself you wanting wanting to do other things outside of that, then you're not good enough. And, and we, we do this to ourselves still. But this is where we found ourselves exploring different things and even just recognizing the need to rest a little bit, even just recognizing the need to be less busy for our own health. The first indicator for us in this is how sick and drained we were getting after the last, like, multiple times of going. You'd start to feel better. It's like, okay, well, it's time to go. And then you'd get back and you're drained. That's like a really, really big awareness for you. Knowing that something is like draining your energy. You're sick all the time. You're tired all the time. Now, that doesn't happen in every case. Sometimes it's literally the food you ate or it's literally um, eating too much of something or whatever. But if it's happening multiple times of going somewhere, what do you do if you're extroverted, by the way? Because a lot of uh, introversion consists of like the deep exploration in a lot of ways. Um, but there's a more understanding of like knowledge in this way because kind of your stereotypical introvert uh, reads and, and is very intelligent and things like that. And your stereotypical ex extrovert is going all the time and waving at everybody and running around all over the place. And so if you find yourself having a need to be extroverted and you're kind of like, but church sort of gives me that fulfillment of being extroverted within a community. Then you understand that there's other things that can be explorational for you in your life that could actually maybe benefit your health. The one thing that keeps institutions kind of going is like all the refreshments, the academics, the being inside a building all the time. And I mean refreshments as in like sweets and frozen meals and things like this that are really not healthy and kind of the lack of education in in food and the lack of education in how much physical fitness and recess and walking around we actually need to be doing. And you wonder why you might have problems with a diet or you wonder why you might have problems with you can't really walk as much as other people or you can't really, you, feel, you find yourself not being able to say no to the to the next piece of cake or whatever because it's become part of your benefits for going. And it's not to say you should feel guilty because we need, you know, we're animals in a way. Like we have cravings and needs and it's part of like the social experience, right? If I know that there's going to be coffee somewhere, like I'm going to be more likely to want to go. That's just the truth. It doesn't take away the sort of exploration or the conversation or whatever, but it's it's actually a part of it. And of course, there's it's like, oh, goody, brownies, you know, cool. But that's the thing. That's that survival animal instinct in us that we're getting needs met and cravings met and things like this. And we get lost in that sort of robotic, God's got us anyway, and I don't have to be this perfect, healthy, fit person. I could just be, you know, whatever I want to be. I could be out of shape and God will still love me. I'll, I'll be taken care of. It won't matter. And then you're not able to, like, function right. You're not able to do your work effectively. You're physically ill all the time. Because you haven't explored. You felt like church or school or both is like the only thing you've got besides work or 
maybe you kind of have to manage whatever you find yourself in with social security or whatever it is. And you've forgotten that there are other things outside of all of that. Maybe even that can combine your kind of multi, multi group life here. And you could decide that maybe on a Sunday you might rest. Because I am a definite believer on Sunday you rest, really. Even when I would go to church, it's like you come home and rest. Like you don't worry about much else. And um, there's something really special about even just relaxing on a full Sunday and not going anywhere. And maybe choosing a different day to go if you want to go to church. But... To say that we live in this world where we absolutely have to go every Sunday is, or to say that we live in this world that we have to believe every single thing that we're told, or to say that we're not allowed to enjoy church if we also practice meditation, if we also practice yoga, if we also understand these other beliefs, these outside beliefs to be true or these other beliefs in variety of religions or spirituality or whatever to be true. And if you really want to think about it from a biblical perspective, Jesus wasn't just, and you never hear about, the Bible doesn't talk about, they talk about like find a trusted fellowship, but they never talk about like one God, one church. Maybe they talk about it within multiple churches and multiple people gathering together ultimately collectively but they're not saying you have to pick you only choose one church now the bible doesn't even say that if you want to get biblical doesn't even say that and there's all kinds of interpretations that's why i kind of make it like optional like if you want to get biblical and i don't Try to push a bunch of books. Most likely. I might pull clips from books once in a while. But I don't try. And I might mention books a few times. But I I try to steer clear of like doing series on a book. Because I don't like to push books on people. If that's not their learning style. Or if that's not their type of reading. Or whatever. I don't mind if you do. Um, I do watch shows. Or listen to shows that are really really cool that have quite a bit of knowledge and they're able to take from the books and explain it in a way where I don't feel like I have to read the book I'm enjoying their content and that that's really cool but I don't do episodes pushing I do a little bit as far as a review of a book I'm getting off topic I know but I don't necessarily sit there and do four or five episodes on why you should read a book. I might do one episode on why the book is really, really going through a lot of things. And then I do concept-based episodes around the concepts. But maybe instead of getting into a book directly, it's more about why you could get into that author's work kind of thing. So That could include the Bible with references to certain verses that I resonate with. Thou shalt, thou shalt not judge, definitely. And so, what we find ourselves doing is tricking ourselves. And you might have somebody you need to explain this to, or you might need to just explain it to yourself in this way. Imagine if you were only allowed to have one car for the rest of your life or have one friend only for the rest of your life or eat one food for the rest of your life. You have to pick one now. Or maybe you're, you, you can have between two things and kind of alternate between the two things, the two institutions of the day. And maybe you decide that you're There's uh, something that benefits your kind of extroversion a little bit. And it's like a church that's like once a month as a part of your spirituality. Or it's other days that are not Sundays. Maybe it's more of like a night thing. Because there's something 
a little bit more relaxed about church at night. I don't know what it is, but I feel like there's something a little bit more relaxed about that atmosphere and a little bit more spiritual if you're going to get technical. Honestly, I don't know why. I just feel like there's a blockage and a very strict feeling after a while. It doesn't happen at first. At first, you kind of enjoy it, but after a while... This whole guilt thing, oh, I must go every Sunday. What if you want to go on a Wednesday night or a Saturday night? Friday night, you want something to do. It's been a long week or something. Or what if you say, the certain kind of community I have might go to this sort of monthly social and it happens to be that the church put it together or something like that and you're not like overly doing it so seriously. Or... You know, I might go and enjoy it on holidays and kind of feel a little special. But that's it. Like, we, we have gotten so backwards that we forget we could be flexible in these things in life. And we could, like, do one thing and then switch it up, change our mind, do more than one thing, do both, do all, whatever. And you could even decide altogether, you know, it's not something I want to do. I have other ways of being spiritual. It's not, you know, but we've gotten so backwards. Trying to hit that survival mode, especially after COVID. We've forgotten to just live and let live and stop bothering each other. Stop feeling guilty and obligated towards each other. You reach out and be friends because you want to, not because you feel like you have to get somebody a ride that they're not asking for to church or to school or whatever. But you do it because you connect with that person or those people or whatever. Or, you know, maybe you find you don't connect with those people and there's not really any interest and that's okay too. That's the thing is that, like, we're allowed to change our mind. We're allowed to understand that. And some of us want this cocoon, and I don't think that makes you any less of a person. But be aware that there might be a little bit of dumbing down that comes with that. And that's something I got to let myself know. When go to these things, you're going to be a little bit dumbed down into just one. You're not going to be exploring many facets of anything but you'll get your social fix a little bit you'll get your you, you might even get a little bit of a spiritual connection because it's really not the fact that it's church that helped us several times out of bad situations by now and it's not the fact that it's school necessarily although school can be one of those things they still kind of have to enforce because I think that uh, it does provide for kids a way of learning about themselves and about the world outside of just their parents where they can kind of grow. And I think without school, you wouldn't, you know, you might be isolated kind of thing. So I think when you're a child, it's kind of important to have an experience because then you can kind of decide who you are and your parents... They can have other things they're doing, like working on their own career or whatever it is, uh, running errands especially, or having days where they need to regroup and clean the house or rest a little bit so that they can be there for you when you get home kind of thing. Um, if you're a kid, if you have kids, you know, that's the way to think of school and you might not have to agree with everything, but at least there is that sort of thing. And if it's homeschool that where it's at, then you have more of that experience. And sometimes I think it's cool if you can at least do homeschool once, but not make it an obligation. But these institutional things, they have its good. They have their good. They've done their good. It has its good. But we don't want to see that because we've been so busy running away from everything. But they also have their boredom. They also dumb down. It's not exploring the world as it is or going out and trying new things. It's the same thing you've grown up with. And without variety, you lose out either way. 
you lose out on kind of the social aspect, the community aspect, the connection, the gap filling that comes with knowing that you have resources there. And of course, there's always the possibility of being open to being judged for that too, because a lot of people who believe in, who don't believe in asking for help, a lot of people who don't believe in finding resources. But sometimes you end up getting a lot more stuck than you would be if you would just ask for help sometimes or ask questions or get advice or whatever it is. And that can even apply if you're lost and you're walking around and you don't know where to go. And it would almost be, not that you want to do this off firsthand, you want to try to do it yourself, but as a tool you ask for help in which direction to go or even help finishing up your route to get somewhere. And it kind of helps you get there. And you don't get yourself be further behind than you already were, kind of a thing. We're interdependent that way. That's how we've survived. It's okay. It really is. I think we overthink a lot of these things. I wasn't sure how this episode was going to go, but we definitely overthink a lot of these things. Because we just simply, you don't want to believe in fully God's power. You want to believe that God only fits in one box. Because that's safe to believe it. You, you want to believe that God is outside of you. God is inside of you. Which can open up a whole nother connection to self and God that is so far-fetched from what you're willing to understand. But in any case, you can have any understanding, you're allowed to have any understanding of God or non-God that you want to have, and that's the freedom in it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to enforce any of it. Because there's salvation within myself. I have salvation already. It's not, you know, I can sit here and try to inspire you to think or give you ideas or help you to figure out that you are an explorer of life, not just somebody who settles, and that's cool. But it is entirely up to you, it is entirely up to God to, for your salvation. And it is entirely up to you how you want to spend your education. It is entirely up to you if you want to believe in a God at all, which there's advancements in that too, because there's exploration in wanting to learn about science, how we're recreated. It's a really cool mystery if you just stop and stop this loyalty shit for a second and go, if God didn't create the world, how did it get here? Like, just to ask the question. You're not going against anybody here. You just ask questions. And you could still have the same answers you had before, but you're just asking the question. And I say this to say that getting back from kind of connecting and relating to the last episode is we really give ourselves so much anxiety and obligation and take these things way too seriously. Like even when I say, 
I don't do guided meditations. I participate in guided meditations. I just don't teach guided meditations because of the whole pause and resume thing. I don't know. I would have to come up with a way of teaching how to benefit from doing a guided meditation, but being able to pause and not being like, where you have to be stuck on an episode for a while to get it, to get the meditation. Even if it's like an eight minute meditation, sometimes you find yourself pausing. Or especially, it's more about with live streaming. With podcasts, you can kind of find some time, but live streaming is where it gets really difficult to keep up with. As much as I've loved those days of live streaming guided meditation, you have to be able to pause and resume sometimes in life. And even listening back later is still a guided meditation. You don't want to pause and get behind or not keep up or not, you know, kind of get out of your trance. That's kind of really hard, but I'm definitely going to be doing an episode on dream states soon. Getting back to what we talked about in the beginning, started to think about in merging your imagination with reality and being allowed to have an imagination to begin with and in your own world and escapism and all that kind of stuff. That's going to be a really important you know, foundation to go over as we get deeper into this work. So thank you so much for listening. I really do hope that this has been enjoyable for you. And I hope that this has been helpful to decide that you don't, you know, these these decisions, they seem so damn big to you or maybe you're watching other people make these decisions you could be watching me make these decisions because you know me from somewhere like who does she think she is posting on here about this but this is it this is what it is and we have to get less dramatic about how big these decisions are and just make the damn decisions already of what we want to do it could be a very small decision of like I would rather rest today. I mean, is that such a crime sometimes? Like, we have to think about our health. We really, really do. So take care of yourself. Take care of your life. Take care of each other. Let's stay connected.